0: Bestie, welcome or welcome back to the Bold and Badass Podcast. I'm your host Lacey and I'm fired up that you're here because I am so tired of women feeling inadequate for not being further along in life and like they're crazy or ungrateful even for wanting more. On this show, I'm going to help you cut through the noise, turn your setbacks into your success story and become the most bold and badass version of you. I'm talking about calling in the most exciting opportunities, experiences, and people into your life and claiming the abundance that is your birthright. So if you're ready to make some serious magic happen, grab your coffee and water and let's fucking go. Hey, beautiful. I'm so glad that you're here for this episode, but I have to tell you, have to be honest, I am literally sick to my stomach right now. I just recorded an hour and 45 minute long episode. Well, it wasn't really an episode. It was the recording of the workshop that I did. I hosted a vision board party slash goal setting workshop recently live on Zoom but we had technical difficulties and there was a lot of people that wanted to come but couldn't join live. So I was like, okay, I'll record it and I'll send it out to everybody that couldn't be there live or just everybody that didn't know about it in time that would like to participate. It's like, here, now now you can. But I did it and everything glitched and it didn't save I could literally cry right now. I feel like I literally want to throw up. So my fu to the technology that didn't want to work for me right now is recording this back to back episode because it past me would have laid down and died, just died and given up and said, fuck this, I'll try again tomorrow like it wasn't meant to be, I would have just given up. I would have been like, that was too much effort. I'm not doing this again. Not doing that again. But I am going to record another episode, (laughs) the one that I wanted to record for this week anyways. And let's just all cross our fingers together that no glitches happen during this recording so that this audio will still be here and we can still use it for the episode. That way I won't have to re-record this too. Okay, please. Thank you. Send me all the good vibes and energy. All right. So this episode is really cool. It's honestly really... Fulfilling for me because I'm going to share three things that are absolutely crucial to your success. And I don't care what we're talking about, whether it be with a health goal, a wealth goal, a relationship goal, any kind of goal or aspiration that you have in life. These three things are so pertinent to your success that I don't think you can truly be successful without them. I've thought about it in detail. And I mean, I have examples for you I'm going to share as well. But these three things are really like, the components to success. Like these are the three things you need, the three ingredients that are really going to make or break your success and your experience in life. So I'm going to share them. The first one is community and your relationship. So I think community is so much more important than we give it credit for. Maybe you've heard the saying, you can go fast if you go alone, but you can go far if you go together. Something along those lines. Well, personally, I think you can go much faster and further if you go together. I don't think you can go far alone. I think you can go far in some aspects, but it won't be fulfilling because the way that we're physiologically biologically, psychologically, all the ologies. The way we're designed as humans is we're designed for connection. We're designed to be in community. So that's why so many problems happen when we feel like we're alone or we're isolated. That's why depression exists and deep, deep sadness and people feeling alone and like nobody cares or nobody knows them or wants them. It's all because we are wired to be in relationship with one another, to connect and to really support each other and to do this thing called life together. And I want to share a really big way that this played out in my life. I wish I would have learned this concept a long, long freaking time ago. I would have gone so much further in some of the goals that I had if I just understood how important relationships are. And I'm not just talking about romantic relationships. So growing up, I was very athletic, very into sports, very good at sports, and I grew up in a semi-small town. I wouldn't consider it like your typical small town. We weren't huge, but we weren't really small. But we were small enough that mostly everybody knew mostly everybody, and a lot of us grew up together in that town. So we knew each other from a young age, and everybody that knew me knew that I was athletic, i was really into sports i was good at sports and i'm not usually the type to toot my own horn at least not publicly but i really want to drive home what i'm trying to say here so i'm just going off of what other people used to tell me and believe about me the story was i was really good at sports the point of the story is i always felt in my heart and my soul that i was called to be a leader and on most of my teams i was i was the team captain I was the one they sent to talk to the refs. I was the one people looked to for answers, for support, for encouragement. And I loved that role. Heck, I still do. Sometimes I try to lead people that don't want to be led. It's a fault of mine. But in my heart and soul, the way I was designed is I was a leader. And most of the people I grew up with respected me as such. They trusted my opinions, my direction, and my words because they saw through my actions that I always practice what I preach and then some. I would never ask anyone to do something that I wouldn't do. As a matter of fact, more often than not, I didn't expect them to do most of the things that I used to do. And I didn't really hold it against them either because I was a leader. That's what leaders are supposed to do, right? But I also held them to a higher standard in general and I believed in them. Some of them more than they believed in themselves. And that was fine too because sometimes all you need is somebody else to believe in you a little bit for you to show up, get a fire under your ass, and show everybody what you're made of. So to hopefully tie this all together and make this make sense, I was a setter in volleyball. If you've ever seen volleyball, then maybe you've heard of a pass, a set, and a spike. The people who pass the ball are on the back Row, the backcourt, people who spike the ball are up close to the net with their arms up. The setter is the one who receives the ball from the passers and sets it up for the hitters to hit. Okay. I was a setter. Now, if you don't know volleyball, a setter is basically the quarterback in volleyball. They're the person in charge of the floor, they're the person calling out all the plays, they're calling out all the hits, they're reading the defense. They're making split decisions based on what is happening on the floor. A lot more goes into it than you think, but I was good at it. And I had a way of empowering my hitters in high school to do complicated hits. And while it was complicated for us, it was way more complicated for the defense to defend, which was kind of the whole point. So I pushed, I challenged, and a lot of the time they lived up and they proved themselves just how capable they really were. And of course that lit me up to keep pushing and keep challenging, pushing harder to be better. And when I went to college on a full ride scholarship for volleyball, my college team did not respond to my pushing, my challenging, and my belief in them in the same way. And guess what, it wasn't their fault. I have always thought of myself as different Unique, but not in like the empowering kind of way where it's like, I'm unique. I'm different I'm better than you not in that way in a way. That's like I'm weird. I do things differently. That's not the norm That's not how most people think or move so most of the time. I just stayed in my little bubble I didn't know it at the time, but part of it was me visualizing my best self, but the other part of it was me self-isolating It was me saying, oh, I'm just an introvert, or oh, this is just how I get focused. I'm just different. I just sit by myself. This is just how I lead. But really what I was doing is I was disconnecting myself from the group. I've also had a really strong repelling energy to conformity. So anything that a lot of people would start doing or start liking or get on board with, It would always take me longer, because even if I had no idea what the hell it was, I wasn't going to conform just because everybody else was. And that's kind of how I treated my teammates, sadly. They would all sit together, joke together, talk, bond, all these things that I secretly really wanted, but because it made me uncomfortable, because I was scared I didn't fit in. I was scared. I'm too weird. They're going to think I'm weird. I just pretended like, oh, this is just me. This is just what I do. And while my high school teammates never took any issues to that, my college teammates certainly did. They did not like me. They did not trust me. And they did not appreciate my attempts at leading the team. There was a specific game that I remember It's a core memory now where I was calling plays in the middle of the game, like we're on the floor literally playing and I'm calling plays and they straight up just didn't listen to me, just did what they wanted to do. And I was like, "Um, what are y'all doing? Let's try that again. And back to back plays straight up did not listen to me. So I'm frustrated as hell. We call a timeout. I'm talking to the assistant coach like they're just literally not listening to me. I'm calling their sets and they're not. They're just doing what they want to do. So in that moment, it's less about saving face and winning the game and more about principle. I'm like, if they don't trust me as their leader, as their setter, I'm not going to be effective. I'm not going to just lay over and, and give in to this behavior. I'm supposed to be the leader out here. I'm supposed to be leading us to victory and growth, but they weren't following. So I told my coach, I'm not gonna set them. I don't care if that's the most convenient set, if it's the best option, I don't care. If they don't run what I call, I'm not setting them. And so for the rest of that game, it was very uncomfortable, very awkward, very humiliating and frustrating and after the game I honestly can't even remember what I said I'm not the type to go off like out of anger I'm more so the type that gets passionate I hate conflict so it was never like I'm yelling at you because you're wrong and you're doing this and you're not listening but it came from a place of I believe in you I'm telling you that this is what we need to do. This is what's going to work. My freaking high school hitters were able to do this. So the fact that you don't think that this is a good idea or that you don't think this is going to work or that you're capable of it was baffling to me. You're a freaking college player for crying out loud. And what it honestly came down to is they didn't trust me because they didn't know me. And that was completely my fault. I self-isolated. I made myself weird. I made myself the black sheep. If only I had known then what I know now, I would have spent more time with them. I would have done some of the group activities with them. I would have attempted to get along with them and relate with them in some way. We would have had a lot better season, a lot better experience if I had done that. I have to say, I got really lucky that my high school teammates just kind of knew me and saw my actions over more than a decade of playing sports together. So maybe the respect was earned there. I don't know. But in college, everyone's technically the best where they came from. Everyone's technically next level. So they just didn't respect me the same way because I never earned their respect. And if only I had known how crucial community and relationships were to my success then, I can honestly say I'd probably be in a very different place now. Not that I'm unhappy with where I'm at now. I'm, I'm truly happy with where I'm at now, but it might look very different. I might've gone down a very different path. I stopped playing volleyball after my first year in college because I was so miserable, didn't get along with my teammates, didn't click well. Ended up walking onto the basketball team until I transferred after the second year. Ended up playing volleyball again at another school where I basically went through the exact same cycle. Always blamed it on everyone else but me. Told myself the story that everybody else just didn't like me. It was because I was weird, but I liked who I was in a lot of ways. So it wasn't an insecurity type thing. It was more so just a cop out. To not have to put in the effort to feel uncomfortable, to talk to other people, to get along with other people, to relate with other people, and man, oh man, if I had the chance to do it again, would I do it differently? Stop burning bridges. Stop treating the people around you like you're somehow better than them, or like you don't need them, or like they mean nothing. Your community means everything. That's why some cultures, when women are pregnant, their whole entire family of women literally gather to take care of that woman and her newborn baby. They literally provide a village. Maybe you've heard the term, it takes a village. Yes, it really does. So lean into that support. Lean into those relationships because it's not what you know, it's who you know. Think about more than just yourself for a chain because there's going to be a time when you actually do need them. There always is. But if you've never established a relationship or if you've burned the bridge because you've placed yourself up on some kind of imaginary pedestal, you're really going to regret it when that time comes and nobody's there to help you or support you or just be there for you or just sit with you in the suck that got kind of deep but that's the first one the second thing that I've learned that is crucial absolutely crucial to your success is integrity integrity is everything queen and what do I mean by that what do you value What feels morally right and wrong to you? If something were to happen to you that was wrong or how would you want someone else to treat you, to respond to you, to show up for you, acting that way and treating people that way, no matter what, no matter the circumstances, no matter if anyone's looking or not, that is integrity. I'll give you an example of when something like this literally just happened and I was so proud of myself because I acted completely in alignment and I just know that good karma is gonna come back around. I was recently overpaid by like $1,000 in my day job. And when I looked at the pay stub, I was like, this looks like quite a hefty amount more than I was expecting. I'm somebody who tracks every dollar. I know what I'm supposed to be getting paid. And this was a significant amount more. So I looked at the pay stub. I tried to work out where could it have come from? Was there a bonus maybe I didn't know about? Or was the bonus bigger than I thought it was? That kind of thing. And I just couldn't figure out where the money came from. So I thought to myself, okay, I'm running my own business and I overpay one of my team members by $1,000 or I overpay some kind of service provider by $1,000. Do I want them to tell me? Or do I want them to steal $1,000 from me? And I'm like, absolutely. I would want the kind of people that are going to have integrity and let me know that I've made this mistake. So I sent a text to my boss. I said, hey, um, I'm definitely not complaining, but my check looked a little more than I was expecting this month. Was there some extra bonus that I wasn't aware of? I just want to make sure it wasn't some kind of mistake. And he responded, thank you for telling me I actually did overpay you by about a thousand bucks. I was actually going to ask you to do this little side project. So if you want to go ahead and do that for me, we'll call it good. Don't worry about sending it back. Boom. Win-win. I kept my integrity. I got to keep the extra thousand bucks. Yes, I'm going to do the work in exchange for the thousand bucks, but everybody's happy here. And I feel good about what I did. Someday that's going to come back around and I'm going to be so grateful that people were honest with me, that people did the right thing. And you better believe it will happen because whether you believe in karma or not, the law of attraction is real. And the law of attraction says like attracts like. So if you put out positive, high vibe, respectable energy, you're going to get that back. And if you put out negative, low vibe, not respectable energy... You're going to get that back too. So whenever you're faced with a decision and you feel that gut feeling in your stomach where it's like, oh, you want to do this, but you really should do this. This is the right thing. You know it's the right thing. And maybe nobody would catch you. Nobody would even notice if you did what you wanted to do that wasn't the right thing. But that's not the point. You have to live with that. And even if nobody ever finds out, I am 100% confident that it will come back to bite you in the ass. So choose wisely, queen. (laughs) The third thing that is crucial to your success and any goal or aspiration is genuine interest and fulfillment. This is something that really took me a long time to come around to, kind of like the community thing. I feel like I've always had integrity, but genuine interest and fulfillment and everything you do, oh, it makes such a difference. Have you ever tried to force yourself to do something that you absolutely loathe or don't want to do? Whether it be for money, for a body size or a shape, for a relationship, like it genuinely just didn't sit right for you, wasn't what you wanted to do, didn't bring you any kind of fulfillment. That's where this comes into play. Before meeting Isaiah, my husband, I totally consider myself a hustler. I can make anything happen if I just put my nose to the grindstone and get it done. And I really lived that way for a long time, which I think is what ultimately led me to burnout and depression after everything in my life kind of... Came tumbling down. When all these other things came tumbling down, I had nothing left because I wasn't doing anything that I was genuinely interested or fulfilled by. So it started in the area of my personal hobbies. Back when I was really depressed, if you would have asked me, what do I like to do? What are my hobbies? I didn't have an answer for you. And it wasn't because I was depressed and I was like, nothing, like, didn't want to give an answer. I genuinely didn't know. It was because I didn't know myself. I didn't even know what my interests were at that point. I didn't know what I liked or who I was outside of sports, which at that point I no longer had. So I started spending a lot of time alone, experimenting with different hobbies and coming up with lists of activities that I enjoy, that I figured out through action, through experience. And that's how I figured out what I was fulfilled by in my personal life. And then eventually it had to trickle over to my work because again, up until meeting Isaiah, I was the type of person that I don't care what the work is. If we got to pay bills, if we got to get food on the table, if we got to get shit done, that's what we're going to do. We don't have time for, I don't want to do this. I don't feel like it. I'm so drained by it. I'm unfulfilled. We don't have time. If it's what's paying the bills, if it's what makes me more money, that's what we're doing. And he came along and bursted my whole freaking bubble talking about, I'm not doing anything I don't want to do. I'm not doing anything that I don't feel fulfilled by. Like... You cannot force me to waste my time doing something that I do not want to do. And it used to piss me off. It used to make me so mad. I thought he was so entitled. Like, oh, so you think you could just do whatever you want and you're just going to be, in, and you're going to have enough money and you're going to be, and like, oh, it was like he thought he was above the rest of us. Like he didn't want to do this work. It was beneath him. But what he taught me is if that he was in integrity and doing the things that felt aligned and authentically fulfilling for him, all of his basic needs would always be met. And that was a very ambitious way of thinking, at least to me at that time. I'm like, look, honey, everything isn't peaches and sunshines and rainbows, okay? Some of us have problems. That mindset doesn't work for the rest of us. But he kept it going. He went to school to study history, I think, for like a semester or a year and very quickly found out that his passion was in music he wanted to learn how to produce so he changed his degree plan to music production got his bachelor's in music production and his master's in business entertainment and never looked back. Not once. (laughs) Even when he wasn't making the money that he is today. He would DJ any chance he got. He started out in the dorms. He soon moved over to the nightclubs, made a name for himself in upstate New York, and then moved down here to Dallas and started producing his own music. And now... He has anywhere from two to four gigs a week, makes pretty damn good money and has multiple albums and gets to play on freaking stage, which is his dream. All because he followed that feeling of fulfillment. He straight up told me, I don't care how much money I could make. If I'm miserable the whole time, I don't want to do it. If I'm at least fulfilled by the work I'm doing, even if it's a lot less money, at least I'll be happy. And I think that's the key there. When you're truly fulfilled, you work a lot harder. You're willing to put in a lot more. So I think inevitably you're going to create success in whatever it is that you're doing if you're genuinely interested in it and fulfilled by it. For me, it took me a long time to figure that out. Maybe I can make a little more going this other route. But if I'm unfulfilled, I'm eventually going to reach burnout and I'm going to burn it all to the ground. I'm going to self-sabotage because I actually don't want this. So once I changed my perspective on that, I started coaching women and health and wellness and life and I started making more. I started having more fun. I started having more freedom. And in 2023, I increased my income literally for seven months straight in a row. How the hell do you do that if there's not some level of fulfillment there? Don't be that person that takes the route you think you should take or the route that looks prosperous, the route that your parents want you to take, the route that sounds good to the rest of the world, just because it sounds good, just because it looks good on paper. What is the route that would be most fulfilling for you? For some people, it's not about the money at all. It's about the time that they have with their family, with their friends. They could literally live in a box. But if their person was there, they'd be happy. If that's you, follow that. If it's not, that's totally fine. It doesn't make you superficial or less deserving. It just means that that's not your path. If You have no idea what your path is because maybe you're like me a few years ago and you actually didn't know what your interests were or what you even liked or disliked. Then maybe go on an introspective self-discovery journey. Spend some time alone, experimenting with different things, hobbies, skills. Dabble into some different fields of interest and see what really sticks for you. What feels really good? What are you interested in learning more about? What do you find yourself Thinking about or wanting to spend more time doing? What do you lose track of time doing? What do you completely forget about the outside world when you're doing it? Follow that path. See if that takes you somewhere. As I've gotten older, I've pretty much found that you can create any job that you want, even if it doesn't already exist. You can literally create it. But even if you're unclear on exactly what it is that you want to create, there are so many jobs. There are so many options that you probably don't even know exist out here that if you just gave yourself the opportunity to explore, ask questions, dabble in, you would find that would probably feel very aligned for you and extremely fulfilling. So again, follow that. That is what I believe is going to ultimately lead you to the success that you want in your life. In all areas, whether it be your relationships, your health, your career, or your personal fulfillment. I hope that was helpful for you. Just to recap, real quick the three things that I believe are absolutely crucial to your success are your relationships and community, your integrity, and your genuine interest and fulfillment in the path you are going down. That doesn't mean it's always gonna be fun or easy or fulfilling or rewarding, but if you can somehow place the task at hand or the season you're currently in into the big picture of your vision of what you want out of life, then you're probably on the right path. And that's a good sign that what you're doing is working and is right for you. So just follow the nudge. I really appreciate you being here, showing up for yourself, and listening to this episode. I would also really appreciate it if this episode was helpful for you or if any of the other episodes have ever been helpful for you or helped you to have an aha moment or a breakthrough or even a moment where you just had to think twice about something you heard. I would really appreciate it if you would go and leave me a five-star review. Reviews really help boost this show in the algorithm and get the message out to the people that need to hear it. I believe that it's every single one of our duty to get the message out and to help as many people as we can to change their mind so they can change their life, to heal, and to turn their trauma into transformation. So again, I would really, really appreciate if you did this for me. But either way, I'm so grateful you're here and I look forward to being with you again in the next episode have an amazing week thank you so much for being here and queen give yourself a high five for showing up and committing to be the best version of yourself for you and your people you are such a badass for that if you got anything good from this episode would you send the love back by dming me on instagram at boldly letting me know exactly which part resonated with you These types of messages empower me to keep showing up and they also help me understand the types of conversations you really care about. All right, Bestie, we'll talk again soon, but for now, it's time for you to step up and start being the badass that we both know you are.